This is Using the Whole Whale, a podcast that brings you stories of data and technology in the nonprofit world. My name is George Weiner, your host and the chief whaler of wholewhale.com. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to episode 39. I am so excited about today's guest and talking about this topic. But first, since I have your attention and you've been so nice to listen to this podcast, I just I need to take advantage of your generosity by just asking you to vote for us. We're part of this competition. I just need you to vote. It, it only takes 10 minutes to go on, find this random website, go find the thing, and I have a 1 in 1,000 chance of winning $100 for the top vote. So, like, please, just, you know, I have to stop. I can't even continue with this. I'm joking. Hopefully you know that I'm joking. But this is what happens when nonprofits ask their audience, beg their audience for votes in pointless voting competitions for a tiny carrot that no way matches the amount of effort and true cost involved. Today's guest is going to help us put this into context. Mark Horvath, fantastic guy, founder of Invisible people.tv has actually won a number of voting contests and honestly has come out the other side a wiser guy with some great thoughts that hopefully you can maybe play for somebody who in your organization is trying to encourage you to do a voting contest to participate in something that is a crowdsourced if we get enough votes we get enough money type of competition so I really hope that you find this conversation as interesting as I do, because uh, I think it's incredibly important. And I'm here with uh, my friend Mark Horvath, who is the CMO of the Rescue Mission Alliance of Syracuse and also founder of Invisible People. How's it going, Mark? I am doing great and excited to have this chat. Oh boy, and this chat is something that actually you posted something, you know, I wouldn't say as far as a rant, but a little bit about voting competitions. Uh, you know, what was grinding your gears about that? Well, I, um, uh, I, I see popular vote contests coming back and our friend Nancy from Do Something posted on her wall uh, had some other interactions with popular vote contests and, you know, nothing uh, like social media to let out a little venting in a rant. Uh, but really being honest, I think um, nonprofits and brands really should be forewarned that uh, the quick, easy money never is. So what are we talking about specifically here, you know, voting contest wise? Can you give me an example? Sure. Um, you know, the, probably the most famous was the Pepsi Refresh Challenge. And, you know, Pepsi, uh, you know, is a brand. Um, it was hugely successful for them. Um, and nonprofits actually, you know, got some money, but it was pitching nonprofits against each other. And I say this as somebody um, that actually won $50,000 from a Pepsi refresh grant, um, but I didn't do it with my network. And what I mean is I would never burn my network in that way. And uh, real briefly, if you know you ever have 
a friend or a salesperson, you know, just like say, vote for me, vote for me, come on, vote for me, vote for me, vote for me, you'd walk away. Um, and you, you know, delete them, unfollow them, you know, remove their contact information or all of the above. Well, that's what we're doing to donors. The, the, you know, we really, I really believe we have to, you know, cherish, honor and protect our, our networks, you know, don't call them donors, call them friends. And you would never, you know, do that repetitively. I mean, you would ask a friend, hey, vote for me, but you wouldn't be doing it 16 times a day because they would no longer be your friends. And we forget about that as nonprofits. We like, oh, my gosh, we're going to win money. And the other thing is you're putting nonprofits against each other. So we live in a big, scary world, and I honestly believe that we need to partner uh, nonprofits, even in the same sector. Homeless, you know, nonprofits, that's my lens, need to be, you know, uh, really partnering to end homelessness and poverty. It's the only way we're going to do it. And the popular vote contest just pitch people against each other. Um, yeah, so we've got a dynamic here where, you know, look, I'm sitting at a company, ad agency, what have you, and look, we don't know what nonprofit to choose, but we have a pile of money. And by the way, a voting contest drives a ton of awareness, right? You have them leveraging your networks, and we don't even have to pay, you know, only the winner. So if I have, you know, 100 nonprofits in a voting contest, that's pretty attractive. <laughs> it is attractive, but then again, they don't think. So I, I like this example. So um, there was a uh, dealership in Florida, and they were doing a popular vote contest with uh, a couple of nonprofits. And the winner gets a thousand bucks. You know, it's not a lot of money, but it's enough to get nonprofits jumping. So um, a friend of mine, because of their nonprofit, approached me to vote. And I really thought about it is I'm never going to be in that area of Florida and I'm not going to be buying a car. So having me like your Facebook page only creates noise for you. It doesn't really give you a sale. It just makes you harder to connect with the people that might buy a car. So even from that aspect from the brand aspect or the organization aspect it you know you might well what the heck are you going to do with a million likes anyways you know what i mean you it's better to have a thousand of really engaged supporters thousand really engaged customers better than a million people from all over the world that are just you know creating noise yeah the thousand dedicated fans um certainly that's the Kelly's model of, of how you succeed, but I'll push this further though. Let's say I'm a national branch, like, I don't know, like a bank, like Chase, let's say. Well, the Chase one was one of the first ones, and there was Pepsi Refresh, and there were several others that came around. And there's actually, and you know, these are, you know, on the, the philanthropy side, uh, these are well-meaning people. So there's a very large one in uh, Los Angeles that's a million dollars. Everybody um, wins $100,000. That's a serious chunk of change. Um, but again, it's it's pushing organizations against each other. And you always have to read the um, 
the 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 fine print because in this particular contest um even if you won the popular vote they still go and you know vote by panel so you could be the top winner and burn your network and still not get the prize um I just, you know, and again, I got to preface this, you know, this particular organization I'm talking about in in Los Angeles is a big foundation and they have great intentions and they're doing great work. And even their model of pushing Los Angeles to be a better better city is great. But having a, a voting people just on, you know, their networks and how many votes they can get, you know, to win the prize is there's better ways. There's better ways. I mean, really on impact, you know, you know, who's going to have the most impact, not who has the most friends or can bother the most people. Yeah. And, and there's a lot to unpack here, but you know, your, your rant and these comments are coming up again because we're seeing this trend arise. And I think we're seeing it arise because there seems to be an unfortunate immutable truth that if you're on the giving side, if you're on the Uh, you know, the Pepsi or Chase side is you basically get a high leverage for, you know, a prize package, right? You're leveraging your dollars 10, 50, 100 to 1 because of the amount of impressions these like forced voting competitions drive towards your site. And so like the, the return scarily might be there if you're running the campaign and if you're a nonprofit, it's a sort of like, you know, prisoner's dilemma, uh, you know, or war of escalation of like, I have a chance, so I, I should try. Well, all you have to do is drive down any freeway and you can see bad marketing just in the outdoor advertising. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, mean that it true. that it should actually be. Um, and uh, so popular vote contests are one tactic. And I get it because right now, I mean, advertising is dying. I mean, uh, Apple is soon to be, you know, relaunching launching Safari with ad blockers. I mean, you know, I mean, the display ads on the Internet are going away. Holy cow, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? How about providing worth? How about providing value? How about, you know, connecting to a loyal audience and, um, you know, considering them friends and uh, developing it that way? No, let's spike it. Let's do a popular vote contest and, you know, let's create some noise. <laughs> so uh, it, it's fair to say if this were a Fox 5 interview and I were asking you the critical question, voting competitions for social good, is this a good thing or bad thing? You're on the bad thing side. I am on the bad thing side. And and even still, you know, I feel a little hypocritical because I won a very you large you one. Won. And, and But I have to go back to say that I had actually turned down the Pepsi refresh challenge. But when Gary Vaynerchuk contacted me and said you know it's my network we just you need you as the charity and it was a three-day event at south by southwest which got a lot of exposure and you know gary vaynerchuk doesn't lose and to be honest you know it was you know there's a lot of help from jessica gottlieb beth Cantor, and um you know a couple other people that just just you're playing with a loaded deck you're playing with a loaded deck there Right, exactly. It wasn't my network that was going to be uh, exhausted. It was a different, you know, aspect. Now, if I was going to enter, I have a theory 
if I was going to, I was so compelling that I have to enter um, this vote contest. What I would do, my suggestion to a nonprofit, is create a landing page that has your story. So you have a video embedded of your story, a short video. Um, you have a link to go and vote, and you have a way to catch emails. So even if you don't lose, your email list will go. I mean, even if you lose, which are probably going to happen, you're going to collect new names in your email and people will know your story. So using the Pepsi as an example, when you're sending people to go vote, you're sending them to the Pepsi site. And that's what Pepsi wants. And you're getting, you know, really nothing back in return, especially you know, unless you win or what are the chances. So if you create a landing page and I've, I've seen this done one time and um, I don't know under the hood, I don't you know, know the people from the nonprofit, but I thought it was very, very creative and a smart way to do it, to get your story out. So you're sending all these people to vote and they get to know you. And, you know, if they like you, they sign up for your email. Yeah. So one of the things I think when we're talking about should I do it or not, look, here's the opportunity. The company, for better or worse, has put out X amount of prize. Uh, one of the things I think nonprofits that jump in kind of with blinders on, they don't calculate the true cost. And you started off our conversation with that topic, like the true cost, like, oh, it's free, it won't cost us anything to join, is a huge lie. There's time, there's the cost of messaging to your list, there's the burn, right, the churn of your list. Uh, yeah. You know, how do you sort of sum those up in your mind? Well, I, and again, I'm going to go back to donors need to be friends. And, you know, we, I think the, the sexiness of quick, quick money, um, and everybody's hurting these days. So we're all scrambling to find ways of raising money. And we get blinded that really, if you stick with the long game, develop, you know, monthly donors, you know, that if you, so I like to put it like this, you might win a thousand dollars, you might win a ten thousand dollars. But if you have a few donors that are going to give ten dollars a month or forty dollars a month for several years and, you know, that is your in the end you're actually going to get more money but if you keep on screaming vote for me 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 you lose those folks you, know, you lose those donors and you know gosh maybe one of them can write a million dollar check or they know somebody that can write a million dollar check you don't know so i i mean it's it's actually deeper than the popular vote contest is you got to protect your lists i mean you know we don't you know, your direct mail list or your email list or your social media followers, you have to protect that. That's your network. That's that's everything. And, uh, you know, you're basically, if you're entering popular vote contests, you're selling them off cheap. Yeah, you really are. All right, final points here. Uh, what are your advice to companies either running these things or considering running a, a voting competition? Well, first off, fire what agency just recommended <laughs> it to you, okay? And go find somebody that is good at content marketing. Well, you know, basically, really, what you need to do, and to me, and this is, um, is go for the long run, provide worth, tell your story. Um, you know, that's uh, these. Bottom line is popular vote. 
contests are a gimmick. And we know it, it right? And they're a gimmick. Don't be blinded by the quick, easy money. They're a gimmick. Don't lessen or cheapen your brand, your nonprofit, by some gimmick. Yeah, and then finally, advice for nonprofits that are potentially staring at an opportunity. It's the same thing. It really is the same. Um, it's a gimmick. And, you know, I really believe now that I'm back working uh, in a nonprofit, a large nonprofit, um, we're develop everything now, try to get away from that campaign thinking and, and really think about audience building for the long term, you know, like, you know, I'm not going to just spike my numbers for this month. No, just go for that, that slow uphill, always growing instead of spikes and valleys and, you know, um, this roller coaster ride. It, it, you know, you're going to make more money, have more volunteers, more supporters by focusing on an audience than you will campaigns and especially gimmicks. Mark, that's awesome advice. Uh, how do people find you? How do people help you? Well, Hardly Normal on Twitter is my main feed, but I get a little chatty, so you can always slip over to Invisible People. Um, that is two ways to get a hold of me. Awesome, man. Thank you for taking the time. Oh, you're quite welcome. Don't do popular vote contests. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. We had the chance to talk with Mark about voting contests and really what it means when you pit nonprofit versus nonprofit in a battle to the death of who can waste the most messaging on their audience. It's it's really sad. The crazy thing is like if we were playing poker, there's a term called expected value. Kind of, you know, the idea of what is the expected value of playing this hand? And it's a mathematical calculation factored on how much money I'm willing to put in to win X. Now, if we were looking at it from just a pure mathematical standpoint, you can break any competition down into an expected value calculation. So hypothetically, you know, when I was joking about, hey, there's a thousand companies, small businesses involved in this contest and the winner gets a thousand dollars. Well, you can size it up. I can say, you know what, I believe I'm in maybe the top 10% of that audience. So, okay, I, I believe that I'm more of a one in a hundred chance. So, so it's the odds, one in a hundred. If I play this a hundred times, I expect to win at least once. So. The prize pool now is multiplied by those odds. One in a hundred, I chose friendly numbers. One in a hundred, one percent of a thousand gets us to math majors, ten dollars. So that means the expected value of doing this again and again and again, a hundred times, it's ten dollars. The thing we forget is the amount of effort that you're about to put in. That ten dollars, is that worth the several hours plus it's going to take the messaging across Facebook and Twitter, the bombarding of my podcast and the bombarding of my email list for $10. You can't look at voting contests when you're gambling because that's what you're doing. You have a chance of winning a prize. You're playing a slot machine. Look at the odds and look at the expected value. 
To date, I have never seen a single contest where the expected value makes one iota of sense. They are literally stealing from nonprofits at mass the same way Las Vegas preys on people who don't understand the odds. I, I guess I'm getting a little intense here because I get I get really frustrated. I get really frustrated when I see these types of marketing competitions pop up and take advantage of nonprofits who are obviously resource constrained, capital starved, and are basically like the uninformed gambler wandering into Vegas. Please share this with at least two other people that work in the sector. I think it's important to hear this thinking and go in with your eyes open. Thanks again for listening and more resources as always are available at wholewhale.com slash podcast. See you next time. This has been Using the Whole Whale. For more resources on today's show, please visit wholewhale.com slash podcast and consider following us on Twitter at Whole Whale. And thanks for joining us. Today's music brought to you by the newly married Greg Thomas. Thanks, Greg, and congratulations. And the uh, interlude music uh, brought to you by a group called Broke for Free and the song Night Owl. Sounds much better, actually. Can you keep talking, actually? Yeah, I can. I can do that. Going back home to the village of the sun out and back up palm there where the turkey farmers run. I done made up my mind. I know I'm gonna go to some village. Good God, I hope the window. <laughs> you know I'm gonna use this, right? <laughs> no, you better not. <laughs>